0: through the rhetoric in search of the truth this is global top talkers with alex pearson on global news radio radio radio.
1: time now for our global talkers so let's uh, bring them in and see what they've got to say tonight we've got scott thompson who you can listen to over at global news radio hamilton and devin peacock who runs a show over at our sister station global news radio in london hello guys
0: hey alex good evening
1: Well, let's talk about the big headline that everyone's losing their minds over, which is uh, that Toronto Police Service Superintendent Ron Tavener has been hired by the Ford government to be the next commissioner of the OPP. And automatically, the opposition is saying the fix was in. I'll start with you on this, Scott. Where are you on this? I mean, the guy is qualified. No question. I don't know what the other applicants had up their sleeves, but, uh, you know, it's not like this guy was hired off the street corner, but... Um, you know, Ford's being seen to have, you know, meddled a bit. Where are you on this?
0: Well, you, you know, uh, there's two things that are drawing or raising red flags here. Uh, the first is it's a family friend. The second is that uh, they lowered the minimum requirements for the position to expand the pool of candidates, which allowed this applicant to apply. So those are a couple of things that are going to draw red flags. And uh, anytime there's any, you know, anytime there's any room for speculation, there has to be room for explanation. And he probably should explain that. That being said, you know, he obviously says it's transparent, it's open. It was a unanimous decision by the, uh, by the hiring committee and such. But, you know, the opposition, smoke, fire, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, it
1: doesn't matter and, if they're smoke or fire. They'll do it anyway. They're well, opposition.
0: <laughs> but that being said, I think in the end you're going to see a – and that it does warrant a closer look from all of us. But that's not something, you know, that, that can be – that damage control can handle. So um, <laughs> nothing surprising here, really, Alex, is there?
1: Well, no, because lots of other governments have done it. And I know that uh, I'm not a one for cronyism, yeah. uh, Devon. However, you know, like Sandra Pupatello got a nice cushy gig at Hydro. There was uh, uh, Kathleen Wynne's uh, wife's brother who got a nice cushy gig at eHealth. I mean, these appointments happen. At least I can say with Tavner, he's got experience.
2: Yeah, he does. I, I, I'm going to butcher the quote, but there's—I was thinking about when I was watching this story kind of unfold this afternoon, to where it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's not enough for transparency to be there; it needs to be seen yeah. to be there. Um, and I think that's kind of the problem here in this case, where Taverner may be—you know—qualified and and flying for the job. Lots of people have said he is qualified. It's just the fact that we've had the, the qualifications lowered, and uh, there is the, the the fact that he's a friend with the four family. That doesn't that shouldn't preclude him from the job. But I'm a little surprised the government may not have seen this as a potential issue, partly just because of the reason if the roles were reversed and this was the Liberal government, I think the PC's NDP would rightly, rightfully be just asking questions about how this came about. So if you're going to do it for the others, maybe look at for, for yourself as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, my verdict is out on this. I can't say I'm losing much sleep over it. But again,
0: uh, you should have saw this coming, too.
1: Well, they should have seen it. Yeah, yeah, they should have. But again, I I don't know if we have the facts of it yet. I'm willing to say, okay, let's see. Let's see what happened. You know, Um, let's talk about how much you're going to be paying for groceries. This actually surprised me a little bit. A new report coming out saying that the Canadian family is going to spend four hundred and eleven dollars more next year to fill up the grocery cart because prices of food are going to rise between one5 and 3.5%. That's actually quite a bit of money, especially if you're on a fixed income. Interestingly, Devin, meat and seafood are going down. It's the veggies <laughs> that are skyrocketing.
2: I was just going to say that it's a good news if you're a meat eater or a carnivore. Because Terrible, you're a vegan. Down, as you said. <laughs> uh, But not so much if you are a, a vegetarian. It's, it looks like it's tied to everything going on in California, largely for that, I mean, it's unfortunate, but uh, we're kind of at the we're we're subjected to this kind of up and down. And there have been times in the past where uh, it's gone down for uh, for for in the past, and then it went back up. So it's it just for me. I mean, the, the one of the surprising things was was relatively the amount more people would have to spend at restaurants isn't going up by that much. Not so uh, four hundred dollars a year is nothing to snuff at for people on fixed incomes. But to me, it almost could have been worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I I would say, Scott, is that veggies are important. And if you're on a fixed income and you want to buy, you know, your kids something healthy, it just gets harder and harder.
0: And uh, you're absolutely right, and and this is a concern every single year, especially, as you were saying, when, you know, there's changes in weather or issues, uh, you know, with regions that are producing a lot of this product. There's two issues here for me. I think there's that in, in the fact that w- whether it's transportation costs, uh, growing costs, what have you, you're going to see prices uh, increase every year. The real difference here is seeing a substantial decrease in meat consumption and how that's going to change the landscape moving forward and uh, I agree with Devin. For some, they might be celebrating this a bit.
1: Sorry. I forgot to turn my mic back on. Sorry. (laughs) They would be. Um, Let's talk about Catherine McKenna, because she was asked today if she expects to see the same kind of rioting that Paris has seen over uh, the new green taxes coming in. I'm not sure if you caught this headline, but, you know, as we saw over the weekend, just... So much damage. Cars led a, flyer, a fire. They were destroying stuff. And uh, Emmanuel Macron, the president, uh, actually cancelled the green fuel tax today because of all this violence. And so she's heading to Poland next week for the annual United Nations climate change meeting where they're going to decide on the uh, old Paris you know, accord and all that crap. But she was asked today, you know, will she be concerned about global politics interrupting her green agenda? Here was her answer. Canadians understand the costs of climate change. They're paying the costs. I've had to call a rancher whose ranch literally burned down. Um, I met with paramedics that had to rescue people um, in flooding in Toronto. Um, we know people have died from extreme heat. I honestly think the sun has warped her brain. I don't even know what she talks about anymore, Scott. But the bottom line is, I think Paris is a precursor. Not everyone can afford the green agenda being rammed down their throat.
0: Um, you know, again, I think this is divisive politics being used. You're either this way or you're that way. You believe in this or you believe in that. And I think there is a center here. And I think what she doesn't realize is a lot of Canadians, specifically Ontarians, yeah. feel that they are re- they are already and have already been doing their part for this. <laughs> for 15 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on the cutting edge. So, again, uh, I, I think what she has to be very... Does she have to be careful? Absolutely. Because Because Europe is a completely different game. We have natural resources that want to get to market. We also have clean natural gas, which they don't uh, as much of over there. So I I think she has to be very, very careful in the words that that she chooses, especially considering the elections going across the land and the climate of the day.
1: Yeah, Devin. I I mean, look, you got to read the tea leaves, and when you've got like someone as progressive as Macron finally saying, "Okay, okay, I give up, I can't do this because of the anger," and and it was like a completely spontaneous, you know, um, rioting in that. You you can't just turn a blind eye to that.
2: You can't. But I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of tea leaves. I mean, we do have a climate issue and things we need to do on that on that front. So I mean, we we can't turn a blind eye to that. We also have an infrastructure
1: uh, problem. Like I that's mean, the thing that governments don't like to talk about is the fact that they've allowed these cities to build up into pavement, like, and they don't put the proper runoff. There's not the proper sewage, so, like, uh, you know, we get the big storms. A lot of, a lot of this, not all of it, but a lot of it is blamed at the governments who don't keep up with infrastructure.
2: I don't disagree that you know, you know, we have an infrastructure problem. We have, you know, our, our, if our city planners of the days gone by could maybe do things differently, they probably would. But I don't see Canadians being protesters like the French are. I mean, the French have made like they've they are, you know, all star protesters. They protest over everything. So We are not even close to their league. I mean, Canadians may still be upset by it, but they would be more likely to take their frustration at the voting uh, booth, not necessarily to the streets.
1: We will see. All right. We'll uh, watch this issue because it's going to hit us like a ton of bricks in January. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Alex. Thank you.
1: That is Scott Thompson. From our Global News Radio Hamilton station and Devin Peacock over at uh, 980 CFPL. Good to have them both.